Um, so let's just cut to the chase. What do you say? Amen. And let me both encourage you and and challenge your minds. There's two and a half million libraries in this world filled with every every self help healing, motivational, um, my book can fix you. But all of them combined won't equal one word of that book that you got in your lap. And I got to tell us early on, uh, folks, that I, I treasure this book. I treasure, you need to treasure the Word of God. I absolutely love the Word of God because the words in this, in this book, our Bibles, they, they have changed me. They, um, and they are changing me. They, they're changing my life. As a matter of truth, this is the purest form of life on this planet. But how is it so, BJ? How, how, how can words change us because God's word is absolute truth right out of his heart, right out of his good, precious heart, uh, right into our thought lives. In John chapter eight, verse 32, Jesus declares, watch this now. If you know this truth, it will make you free. (laughs) So here's the challenge. Uh, Here's the challenge. How many of you uh, have made up your minds? You're going to stick with this book, hook, line, and sinker, no matter what, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, you're going to stick with this book, and you're going to delve into it, into your Bibles more and more and more until Jesus Christ comes and takes us all home. Well, if that is you... (laughs) I'm going to ask you to make a bold Bible declaration with me, all right? Now, I've been doing this for a long, long time, many, many decades, and uh, with folks just like you, so it's safe, and, I, and, and you're going to be repeating something that, that, that'll change your life, okay? And I'm quite sure there's some Kentucky folks that I've pastored for many years that are tuning in online, and they know exactly what's getting ready to happen. So out of your sweet spirits, out of your sweet souls, repeat these words after me. Hold your Bibles up. Come on, hold them up. Hold them up high, your, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever you got the Word of God on. Hold them up. And, and repeat, these, repeat this after me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And I'll never be the same. For I am about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, infallible, inerrant, ever-living seed of the Word of God. And I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. All right. Oh, man, you done good. I felt that, didn't you? 
One of these days I'm going to do that and, 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 and we'll just have church. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's hear some of this truth um, that I've been boasting about, about our minds, our thought life. And I want you to take a thrilling, let's take a thrilling journey together. On your screens, first up, Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. Now hear with your hearts. Listen with your hearts. You, God, will keep him, anyone, him, her, anyone. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. But how does that work, uh, BJ? How, how does that work? Because, because he trusts in you. So the admonition is to continue to trust the Lord. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, out of the Good News translation. <clears throat> Be careful, BJ, how you think. You can add your name there. Be careful, BJ, how you think, because your life is shaped by your thoughts. We could stop right there, and I could just tag on that for about the rest of the day, but Let's go on. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 of the New Living Translation says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. That's good advice because all, all that's going to do is get you in trouble, lead you down some bad paths, lead you the wrong way, lead you away from God. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Instead, instead, let God transform, let God change you into a new person by changing the way you think. Will you bow your hearts with me, please? Let me pray over you. Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, we open our minds to you. Just as we opened our spirits and you saved us. Teach us today, God. Show us. Show us how. Give us the strength and the courage to bring every, every single thought captive to your truth. And everybody said amen. amen. All right, a, a, a phrase that we've all heard that has become uh, uh, as iconic as things go better with Coke. Makes me want one right now. Time is money. Practice makes perfect. How about knowledge is power? And when life gives you lemons, make Mississippi lemonade. Really sweet. Tastes really good. And will you help me with this one, church? A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Wow, you guys are awesome. So what a thought-provoking series that our good pastor has us in. <laughs> Did you get that, thought-provoking? Spring cleaning, not your house, uh, not your, uh, not your uh, beach house or your mountain home, but, but up here, the mind, our thinking machine. That, that, that God-designed mass between our ears that the good doctor last week said, you know, looked about like that size right there. Today, you know what our mind's called today? It's called the human hard drive. Arthur Fletcher in the mid-60s, understanding the complexities of his own intellect, coined the phrase, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. 
And he was so right. Yes, he was. But folks, God Almighty has been teaching us this amazing stuff, this, this, all this brainy information for thousands of years. There's literally hundreds of Bible truths and precepts that teach us from A to Z the incredibleness and the power of our minds. And, and not only teaches, but, but teaches us how to govern our minds and, and transform and renew and our, our really, really hard to corral thought life. Anybody been there? Oh. And I declare I'm chomping at the bits to journey with you here. But first of all, can I school you just a little while? <laughs> can I take us to school in a good way? I don't ever get mean in the pulpit. I learned a long time ago that you don't skin sheep. You shear them. <laughs> but if you skin a sheep, they done. You got what? What would you do to him? <laughs> Let me school you in a good way. Now walk down the halls of learning with me, will you? Let me show you just how incredible and smart you all really are. Look at somebody and say, he can't possibly be talking about you. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Another version of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. So our minds, our, our minds... That's what we're, this, this, uh, this whole series is about. It's about, it's, about, it's about the mind. It's about the thought life, spring cleaning. So our minds are our greatest asset given to us by God. Listen, folks, nothing in God's universe even remotely compares to the mind. The most brilliant of scientists today, they just scratched the surface of what we understand fully about the mind. It is the most complex of all of God's creation. Now, I looked all this stuff up right here just for y'all because I know you're really, really awesome. And, and you are. And I, I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to take you to school. So walk with me. Your brain contains 100 billion neurons. I have no idea what that is. I know it sounds really intelligent. I heard the good doctor mention neurons last week. But your brain contains a hundred billion, a hundred billion of those things. Your brain can record 800 memories a second for 75 years without getting tired or even wearing down with age. And I'm not far from proving that out. It's widely believed that our brains can, get this, it's, it's, it's widely believed that our brains can store 100 trillion thoughts. How crazy awesome is that? And that's all by God's perfect design. So that means, that means that we all have perfect brains. Our thought life just a little screwed up sometimes. So the power that we possess up here is, is supernatural. It's God supernatural. It has God's creative. We have God's creative powers up here. God gave it to us for us to do good with and to be a blessing in a crazy world. But it can also become powerfully, powerfully destructive. We know that too well, don't we? Now walk with me here. The power of our thought life The ability to 
to control and create life situations with this up here. Our thought life is so great, sweet church, that out, outside of God filtered and God sanctioned thoughts and Holy Spirit renewal, which we desperately need, no one, none of us by any human effort can keep that power harnessed and used for good. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 again. Now, folks, this, this is an admonition. Uh, th- this is a loving warning. Now, listen to it one more time. More than anything else, more than anything else, guard, protect your mind because life flows from it. I know I've been repetitive with that passage, with that truth. But I declare to you, if you have red-hot blood running through your veins, this has to resonate with you. It has to start to resonate this morning with us. Because, here's why. Because Satan hates this message. He hates this truth. He hates this series. Because it's about running him out up here. It's about cleaning this up up here and running him out. He wants you stuck and stinking thinking. Absolutely, folks. That's where he wants you, stuck in stinking thinking. God gave you a brilliant, a brilliant creation, incredibly powerful, and Satan wants you to get stuck in there and mess it all up. He wants you to sin against God up here because you're going to sin against God up here before you do out here. He wants you to be a repeat offender. We've all been there. Sure we have. He wants you to be frustrated to the point of giving up, up here, or giving in. Hmm? All because we're stuck in an unhealthy pattern of thought life. Are you walking with me? We promise God, God, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do this again. But we can't keep that promise. Because we thought about it. Again, and we went right back to it and we become just a, we just lose a little bit more peace. We become a little bit more unsettled and we grieve and we're ashamed. We've all been there. So we promise God again. I'm serious this time, God. I'm serious. It's not going to happen again. I can't believe I did it again. I'm through with it. Never, never again. But we break the promise because we do it, whatever it is in our minds. We love God. That's, that, that, I'm not questioning that. There's not a question there. We love God. Yes, we do. But we're miserable. We have no peace. We become ineffective as Christians, as parents, as spouses. I've been there. Have you? You've been there? So there has to be a way forward out of this to something better. Because a trouble conflicted mind is not God's way. That's not God's plan. That's not what he planned and purposed for you. It's not his plan for you today. No matter what's going on in your mind up there, it's not God's plan. So there has to be a way. There has to be a way for our thought life, listen, to be healthy, to be God-like, to be God-productive. There has to be a way for our thought life to be changed from bad to good. Hmm? From, 
from off the rails up here. Anybody been there lately? Maybe <laughs> from just out of control at times from constant battles of defeat after defeat, fits of rage, uh, uh, confusion and loneliness and abuse and hurt and rejection. And the Bible says everything that would set itself up against the knowledge of God. And all of it, sweet church, all of it has its origins in our thought life. Listen, which is the problem and also the cure. <laughs> Nothing happens in our lives, good or bad, until we think it. You, you, you can't think one thing and do another. You can't try it. Go on, try it. Think about raising your right hand and do this. You're not going to do it. Everything that happens in our lives, we think it. It comes right out of our thought life, bad or good. Proverbs 23, verse 7 declares, as a person thinks, so is he. Okay, BJ. <laughs> wow, you've got me messed up. How do we change all that? How do we, how do we change all that for the good? Well, let's see. Let's talk about change. Can we do that just for a few minutes? We're actually in the season of change. It's springtime. I love spring. It's the season of change. Uh, brown grass changes to, to lush green. Flowers just pop out of the ground all over the place. Temperatures change. And I declare the weather changes around here every 38 and a half minutes. Good night. Spring or not. But what about all these young graduates out here with stars in their eyes? They're chomping at the bits for whatever in the world is out there. My admit, uh, admonition to you be go for the gold, kiddos. Come on, go for it. You run into your God-ordained future with your mind stayed on Him. But then there's moms and dads all of a sudden this time of the year too. Empty nesters. Wondering where in the world time went. That's a huge parent change right there and challenge. And Marilyn, I, I, we, I don't think we've done very good with that. I cried a lot. But then empty nesters become papas and nanas and we forget about the kiddos. <laughs> then there's career changes. There's job changes, house changes, changes of location, change of friends, all and all things familiar. And if you're old like me, everything changes exponentially. Mm -hmm. We won't go into that right now. And Marilyn and I have experienced my beautiful wife, Marilyn. Isn't she beautiful? We have experienced most all of these changes and then some and most of them together for the past 41 years. I don't know how in the world she stayed with me that long. but <laughs> So please hear my heart. Listen, listen carefully, sweet church. The change that we are looking at is about, literally about the rest of your good life. Okay? It's about tomorrow. It's about the next day and the day after and the day after. And if you get nothing else from me today, please, please get this. Your God-given future is not just a big 
jumble of confusing chances or fearful and worried and just constant nagging thoughts that, of, of disarray and, and all the what-ifs that rips at our souls and keeps our thoughts a train wreck. Your God-sanctioned future is not, no, not ever tied to your past. All right? But God says it is 100% tied to your thought life. <laughs> so as a man, uh, a woman, teenager, parent, single, divorcee, rich man, poor man, etc., doesn't, doesn't, as we think, so are we. So are we. And I declare to you this morning my purpose for being here. I've come by on my way to heaven to tell you all all this. But my purpose for being here this morning is for you to understand fully the power and the treasure of that truth. That as we think, so are we. And if I can't, if I can't get all of that to you in this short setting this morning, I can sum up this message today and this entire series actually in one sentence. Right here it is. If you're a note taker, write this down. Maybe leave it up on the screens for just a few more minutes and let them write it. Here it is. Listen, God is way more interested in changing our minds than he is changing our circumstances. I know he can do, he can do anything he wants to do. God can do anything he wants to do. He made a donkey talk one time to a, 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 a crazy mean prophet, and I'll never put anything past him since then. I mean, he can just do whatever he wants to do. But God's way far more interested in changing our minds than he is changing our circumstances. Sure, we want God to change every, all this stuff out here. We want him to take away. We want him to take away the hurt. God changed this situation. We want him to, to, to get rid of the sadness in our hearts and, and the confusion, the heartbreak, the rejection. It goes on and on. And God says, BJ, you got to have a change of mind, a thought life first. Because whatever I do for you won't last because you'll just think yourself right back into the mess that I'm trying to fix for you. I've literally heard God speak that deep into my spirit many times. When I'd go off the rails and, 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 and God, I'd say, God, you fix this. He'd say, I, I need to fix the way you're thinking about it. I need to fix your thought life that got you into it. So can I, can I tell you what works for me here? Now, folks, I've been learning this for a lot of years, and I'm still learning. Um, and I so appreciate Pastor talking about how few things uh, really happen in our lives, you know, God, good things, uh, instantly. I know we know God can heal, and I've seen God heal instantly. But, but, but Pastor was, t in, in talking about, this spring cleaning and the healing of the mind. He said, let the process work. Let the process work. That's a, that, listen, that's a shepherd's wisdom. And he's absolutely correct. Here's what works for me. And I promise it'll work for you. I open today's message with this truth right here. I'm going to send you home with it. I'm not as long-winded as, as Chris, so... I'm going to send you home with it. Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4 again. You, God, will keep anyone in perfect peace 
whose mind is stayed on you. You, God, will keep anyone in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he or she trusts in you. What does that mean, BJ? What, what, what exactly does that mean? It means devour the Word of God. Listen, that's the only way to stay your mind on God. We don't know. We, we don't even know who God is. We don't really know who He is or what He's up to or what He wants to do until we read about who He is in this book right here. Spend quality time in God's Word, and I promise you it will begin to, to renovate you right up here. Because this is the purest form of God life on the planet. Spend quality time in God's Word and it will change the way you think. How many believes that? So what does Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 mean? It means exactly, perfectly what Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 7. Jesus said, if you abide in me, if you stay with me, if you stay in me, And my words abide in you. Ask me whatever you need, whatever you want. Jesus said, I'll do it for you. Are you getting it? Are you feeling it? Sweet church, if you really, really want to have peace of mind, if you really want to have peace of mind, and, and, and if you really want control of your thought life, I believe that you do. If you really want to harness this powerhouse up here and use it for God and use it for good, if you really, really want to flesh out that song that we sung earlier, I'm going to see a victory. It's all all right here. You're going to find all of your answers to all of your questions right here. You're going to find the power that you need to walk right and do good right here as we put it in here. See, it goes in here, damn through here, and then out. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Think about God. Think about the Word of God. Fill your mind with the Word of God. You really, really want to see your victory? How many, how many wants to see a victory? Come on, sweet church. How many really wants to see a victory? Then it's right here. Come on, guys, sing that song. It's right here. Every victory you need for every storm, everything is right here in this book. Fill your minds with it. You'll see the victory. God bless you. God bless you. I love you.